Hello, and welcome to A Perfectly Logical Podcast featuring Peter and Nadia. Hello, Nadia. How Hi. are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing quite well. Life is... Uh, well, life in the world seems to be a bit problematic right now, but my particular <laughs> bubble is doing just fine. Awesome. Yeah, life at this exact moment is going pretty well. I'm currently watching an ant run across my computer. Oh. Yeah. Uh, all right. It's actually very entertaining. Uh, well, if you want to trap it, I think that you should make sure that it goes underneath the little one of the little keys. Preferably, I think you should trap it under the CTRL key, because then it'll really be under control. Aha. <laughs> uh-huh. Thank you for laughing at that extremely dumb joke. You're welcome. Anything fun and new in your life that you would like to share with our lovely podcast? I mean, I just released an EP. Oh, yes. Yes. And it's great. Thank you. I enjoy it very much. It's called Emotional Zoo. And it is five songs about five different animals. And thank you for requesting tardigrades. (laughs) You're very welcome. It turned out really well. (laughs) Thank you for doing justice to those magnificent weirdos known as tardigrades. Definitely would not have written a song about tardigrades elsewhere otherwise. My my original idea for that song was, I clean your eyelashes at night. <laughs> but, I'm glad that that existed. I'm also glad that it did not make the final cut. <laughs> uh, it's just, it's not exactly the vibe that I'm <laughs> looking for. Uh, um, yeah. All right, but well, you know, I'm I'm glad of that beautiful service which tardigrades render to us. So, thank you for that homage to them. Yeah. What's anything fun new in your life? Well, the thing that my life right now is that I wrote a little poem in my spare time about a uh, robot bedtime. Would you like for me to read it for you? Yes, please. May I? Do... All right. This is Robot Bedtime by Peter. I hear the bleep of digital sheep as they jump an electric fence. The programmed thoughts of sleepy bots stop making any sense. A robot that's tired feels frazzled, unwired, and starts to develop glitches. A tired bot knows that it's time for a doze. Luckily, we have off switches. I choose the flavor of my screensaver and brush my chrome to a sheen. I oil the twinges in all my hinges so I'm non-squeaky clean. I look for the silhouette of my pillow to settle my head on its fluff. It's dark at night. I have no light, but the glow from my eyes is enough. My mind is the bearer of exhausted errors, but I will fix that when I sleep. With a few cozy mutters, I close my eye shutters and turn on my dreams with a beep. That was my... (laughs) Writing poems is fun. Uh, I highly recommend it as a good way to pass time. And you're very good at it. Thank you for sharing. Oh, thank you. My pleasure. Thank you for letting me share. You should definitely turn that into a children's book. I intend to eventually, once I have a collection of them. Yeah. Would you like to ask some silly questions? Let's do it. All right. Uh, would you like to go first, or shall I go first? Uh, you can go first this time. Okay, perfect. Then I 
need to remember what my question was. <laughs> uh, hold on. <laughs> do, 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 do. What is something that across the board everyone looks stupid doing? <laughs> oh, that's a great question. <laughs> huh. I like thinking about this because there are certain things that are just like they are common to people, but no one looks cool doing it. Like the one that immediately springs to mind is uh, eating a s'more while you're camping. There's no way to eat a s'more that doesn't make you look like a monster. <laughs> I mean, you could try using a fork and a knife. This is <laughs> this is true. That's a really weird mental image. I'm not sure that that would make it easier exactly. You would definitely look weirder doing that, but maybe. <laughs> I like that as an answer, though. I mean, I was just thinking of ways that you can eat s'mores and look not stupid, which is the exact opposite of your question. <laughs> this is true. Was it like, they are always, like, the best thing about a s'more is how, like, melty and deliciously gooey they are, which means there's no way to put one in your mouth without it winding up over 90% of your body, in my experience. <laughs> well, I, may, I may be just a slightly messy eater, but that's usually how it winds up, is I take one bite out of a s'more, and then I wind up with marshmallow goo cocooning my entire body like I've been attacked by Shelob. <laughs> I mean, if you make it small enough, so if you make, like, s'more bites, so you use, like, mini marshmallows? Uh, and then, like, a single brick of chocolate and, like, one quarter of a graham cracker? Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's fair. It looks gourmet. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like those little, uh, like, cheese cubes. If you just ate, like, a block of cheese, it, it, there's nothing, there, there's few things that are less refined than just, like, biting into a an unsliced block of cheese. If you put a cube on a toothpick, then for some reason suddenly it becomes fancy. Okay, so what we need to make is tiny s'mores on toothpicks. <laughs> yes so this is perfect you, you roast your little mini marshmallow on the toothpick <laughs> yeah uh we, we don't have to like start manufacturing graham crackers and chocolate that have a little toothpick shaped hole in them because otherwise your graham cracker is just gonna break i like this idea i also i like the idea that like you have this teeny tiny s'more that you roast over like a birthday candle <laughs> You don't need a whole fire for something that size. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so we have a gourmet s'mores kit with the tiniest s'mores you've ever seen and birthday candles. Mm-hmm. And that is the least stupid way to eat s'mores. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. All right. Um, but the uh... most stupid way to eat s'mores would be the opposite, uh, which would be like 10 marshmallows in one graham cracker. <laughs> I wouldn't escape alive from this scenario. I, I would take two bites and then I would be covered in marshmallows and I would never be heard from again. To dig me out with a shovel. You could just eat a normal sized s'more, but with one hand tied behind your back. I think that's something that, that everyone would look silly doing. <laughs> yeah. 
this is true. The whole, like, I could do that with one hand tied behind my back works well if it's something cool like sword fighting. It's not so much if it's like eating a sloppy joe. Sword fighting with marshmallows. Sword fighting with marshmallows? Mm -hmm. So, like, everybody has a rapier that's just, like, loaded up from, from tip to hilt with marshmallows? Yep, and then you light it on fire. Nice. And then you start. Uh, I like this plan. Mm-hmm. I think we need to bring back dueling just for this specific uh, cause. Uh, I mean, I already try to carry around a sword with me wherever I go, but whenever I challenge people to a duel, I just get so few takers and <laughs> so many people trying to arrest me. <laughs> but, but we'll we'll figure it out. Uh, how about what? Do you have a uh, a an answer for what's something that everyone looks dumb look doing? Synchronized swimming. Really? No, okay, it's and it's not the synchronized swimming part. It's the uh, swim caps with the things over their noses so that they don't breathe in water. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay. I can see that. Like, the swimming part itself, there are definitely athletes who can make it look cool, even though I am definitely not one of those people. I look like a like a, a, a halfway stranded orca whale when I'm trying to uh, swim and look cool. But uh, they can definitely do that. But you're right. Nobody can wear the cap and and, uh, and nose closer that, and still look like they're a cool person. Right. Like, think of the coolest person you can think of, like Keanu Reeves in a swim cap and a nose plug. He looks very silly. I mean, <laughs> he's an objectively cool looking person, but that always brings your cool level down. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a good answer. So yeah. then, since we've solved my marshmallow question, is there a way that we could do that that would make people look cooler? If they wear face masks. <laughs> Just full, everybody does synchronized swimming just wearing a full scuba suit. Yes. A little harder to tell all of your swimmers apart, but I think that what could if, work. Because the thing that looks silly is just the nose thing. Yeah. So if there was something that was sillier that they were wearing, then the nose thing wouldn't look silly. So then they wouldn't look silly. So your solution is like uh, like a video game score that gets up so high that it resets back to zero. Is you just if you put something else that you, you make them wear clown shoes while they're synchronized swimming, then no one pays attention to the nose plug. Yes, clown shoes are a terrible <laughs> idea. Because I'm sorry, what did you just say? Clown shoes while synchronized swimming are a terrible idea. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody has to do synchronized swimming at the surface while juggling. <laughs> this is how Wait, it works. Come on. That's not that's not synchronized swimming anymore. That's synchronized juggling. I mean, like everybody's on their back and they're like, you know, kicking down the lanes, but they all have to be juggling up into the air while they're doing it. Okay. Yeah, that, that would definitely solve the problem of nose plugs looking stupid. <laughs> Wow, we've gotten off the rails. I love it. I mean, we could we could uh, make it closer to home and just give everyone like a big red clown nose, and then oh. they like you can't see the nose plug, and so the nose plug doesn't look uncool anymore. 
it would probably like hinder aerodynamics or something though or hydrodynamics is that a word probably as long as they don't accidentally drown i think we're fine yeah maybe it could also be like a boost that you like inside of the the nose you just have like an extra little pocket of air so if you need it to then you've just got like an extra little sniff gulp of air to get you through a sniff gulp like a gulp that you take out of your nose (laughs) As far as I know, there isn't a word for that. I like it. It's sniff gulp. The point of the nose plug is so they don't... So they, they would still be wearing a nose plug. It would just also have a clown nose on top of the nose plug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, yeah, that's true. Okay, then we can't have a good sniff gulp in there. No sculp... sculp- How would you say that? Sniff, sniff gulping. Snigulf. Thing. <laughs> Snulfing? Snulfing sounds bad. I don't know if it's a word for something, but it feels like a word I would find on Urban Dictionary. It sounds like snuffing. Maybe. Yeah. If you if you try to do synchronized swimming with a clown nose full of snuff, people are definitely <laughs> going to have things to say to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. <laughs> hear about Larry he went down trying to synchronize swim with a clown nose full of snuff (laughs) Uh, that that feels like a story that would come up in a Florida man situation (laughs) Florida man synchronized swims with a clown nose full of snuff yeah <laughs> well, that's <laughs> beautiful. Um, I think we've officially solved that problem. Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah. on that note, I don't think anyone looks cool snuffing. That's true. Uh, there's something about intentionally putting things inside of your nose that you just cannot look cool doing. I saw an ad a while ago for that was uh, for. Uh, like a nostril hair trimmer that (laughs) (laughs) where they were clearly trying to do exactly that because they had hired these like absolutely beautiful like models these beautiful humans who (laughs) are trying to look cool while inserting this thing into their nose (laughs) (laughs) there is nothing about this that looks cool it was very funny though so add trimming nose hair to the list. Oh, yeah. Yep. Uh, do you have a question, then? I do. Um, very different than yours. All right. Um, okay, so my question is, what does the sunrise taste like? Uh, what do you mean? If the sunrise had, had a taste, what would it taste like? Hmm. Well, uh, I think that in a roundabout way, the sunrise and sunlight is like is literally every food that we eat because that's where all of our food comes from. So well, I think it would taste like everything, which would be really gross. <laughs> it would be like peanut butter and steak and ice cream and uh marmalade and uh green beans all mashed together 
Huh. Yeah. Because, like, literally all of our food is sunlight in one way or another. Unless you're eating, like, something from, like, a deep sea vent or something. <laughs> you eat from a deep sea vent? If you eat from a deep sea vent, like uh, uh, one of the creatures that lives on the bottom of the ocean where there isn't any sunlight, because ah. they make their food not through photosynthesis. It's true. But aside from that situation, like basically every uh, uh, plant and animal, every, every animal gets its food from plants in uh, more or less direct ways, and every plant gets its food from the sun. Hmm. So why wouldn't the sunrise just taste like plants? Well, I guess it could. But I was just thinking that, like, all of our food is directly or indirectly made of sunlight, so it would taste like all food. But I guess that, like, uh, sugar goes into a lot of different foods, but that doesn't make sugar taste like all of those foods. So that's a good point. So then maybe it would just taste... Like whatever every plant has in common? Is there a flavor that every plant has in common? Green? I guess. <laughs> it would uh, just taste like the, the color green? Yeah, or like carbon dioxide? It would huh. just taste like uh, chewy fibers that all plants to have mm, I love so the taste chewy fibers in the morning uh huh nothing like chewy fibers of sunlight mm. I guess we've fibers. discovered that it would it doesn't necessarily have a flavor so much as it just has a texture Ooh. so the texture of the sunrise is chewy fibers yes maybe we have to go with like a color thing like sunrise uh, it tastes like other orangey red things, so like a peach, or a like gummy worm. It would taste like a like a chewy, fibrous gummy worm. <laughs> oh, uh, yeah, it would just taste like a gummy worm that's been sitting out in the sunlight for way too long and is no longer food. Good morning. Here's a chewy, fibrous gummy worm to start your day in the sky. Uh-huh. See, this is why I'm grateful for plants to do the hard work of eating all of those metaphorical chewy, fibrous gummy worms for us so that we don't have to. Also, my day would be a lot more boring if I had to spend a significant portion of it just like standing outside with my mouth open, hoping to catch sunlight in there. Yeah, that's, that's true. What if we had, like, solar panels on our arms? I think those would be called leaves, and we would be plants. <laughs> or else we would be, like, transformers. Those are two, like, very different options. I need more, more, more detail about how this solar panel system works. Do you know there are kinds, of, there is at least one kind of animal, I don't remember what it's called, but I can look it up. There is an animal that, uh, like, has chlorophyll in the surface of it, so it does photosynthesize somewhat. Oh. I'm going to look it up. It's actually called. Hold on. Photosynthetic animals. A 
sea slug, Elsia chlorotica, which uh, steals genes from the algae that make up its diet, according to this website. Uh, the eastern emerald Elsia is Elysia? I don't know how to pronounce it. Probably Elysia, not Elsia. Uh, yeah, it looks like a big old, it looks just like a slug head photoshopped onto a leaf, basically. But it's a real thing that can photosynthesize for at least some of its sustenance, which is pretty cool. Huh. That is cool. Yeah. Yeah, I've, I've asked this question to a few friends this week. Okay. Uh, me, me personally, I think that the sunrise would taste like rainbow sherbet. One of my friends oh, yeah. said that it would taste like lemon meringue pie. Ooh, I like that. And, and another friend said that it would taste like toast with a thin layer of butter and a thin layer of jam. Ooh, I can see that. I like all those answers. Those are very good. But you I, like with a super I like that much better than fibrous gummy worms. I mean, I, I appreciate how literal your answer was, though. Thank you. Um, I think it like the, more of the spirit of the question of like, what does it remind? What food would a sunrise remind me of? Which I feel like that's how they're answering it. Uh, I think in that case, I'm going to go with a peach. It is Ooh. that sort of sunrisey color, and also um, like I have a peach tree in my backyard and so it's always reminded like it's always lit up by the sunrise oh yeah i think that would be my answer how about you i mean either rainbow sherbet because all the colors and but i mean it's definitely citrusy vibes is what i'm getting from the sunrise um probably like orange juice or something Mm mm-hmm Nice and citrusy. To yeah. up to. It would taste good and sting if it gets in your eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. So you don't want you don't want direct sunlight poured into your eyeballs. But it is pleasant to have on you. Um, also, isn't it crazy how our eyes are just holes in our head? Are just what? Holes. Oh, yeah, this is true. I mean, they're a little more complicated than that, but it is a very strange thing that humans are made yeah. of. Which does bring me to, uh, would you mind if I had a second question? Go for it. Uh, if you had to move one part of your body to a different part of your body, what would you move and where? <laughs> That's a great question. Um... Let's see. I think I'd move. Oh, I would move my pinky toe mm-hmm. to the top of my head. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so that I could scratch my head whenever I wanted to and I wouldn't <laughs> miss my pinky toe. <laughs> That's a great answer. Okay. But um, I could only scratch in like those half an inch radius <laughs> around my head. Yeah, um, that's really good. 
And uh, I could also, like, hang things on my head. Yeah. On my pinky toe on my head. Yeah. I could see yeah. that. Uh, I think that I would uh, move a bunch of my uh, internal organs around, just like new spots, and then I would go become a boxer, and no one would be able to figure out why I didn't go down when I got punched in the liver a bunch. I'd be like, ha, <laughs> it's because you're actually punching me in my uh, esophagus now. That doesn't sound better. Never mind. I don't know anything about anatomy or boxing. <laughs> I picked my still die on. Joke's on you. You punched me in the throat. You thought you were punching me in the stomach, but you punched me in the throat. I'm down now. <laughs> Aha, thanks to my reordered body plan, you punched me directly in the heart. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I might need to go straight to the hospital now. <laughs> now put your hand on your intestines and sing the national anthem. <laughs> So I have to make sure I don't like step on a nail or I might die. Your heart is fragile and you must tread lightly. Yeah. I do like the poetic thing of like putting my heart inside of my arm so I could literally have my my heart in my sleeve. <laughs> it does seem like I would be rather more vulnerable to uh accident or attack in that situation though. Yeah. Yeah, probably don't arm wrestle. Yeah. If you're hard literally in your I don't want to have to go to the hospital and be like, Doctor, I think I sprained my heart in an arm wrestle. I think good. Alright, I would I wanna uh, adapt the question a little bit. Uh if you if you don't like remove the thing from where it is, but you like copy paste one part of your body onto a different part of your body. Does that change your answer? Okay. Because I think for me, then I would like, I either like have an extra arm as like a prehensile tail situation, or maybe uh, I would have like a, like an eyeball on the inside of my wrist so that I have like a periscope I could look around corners with. And like get poked in an eye whenever you have a high five. No, like on the inside of my wrist, like down down below where my hand is. Okay. Because I I definitely wouldn't want it on my hand because like you know I have to do stuff with that and uh, oh, also I don't want to have to like whenever I wash my hands I don't want to pour water into my eyeballs that just seems bad but just have it like a little bit down my arm from there. Okay. How about you? I would like an extra finger on my left hand. <laughs> Just for the sake of Princess Bride jokes, or? Uh, no, for playing guitar. Oh, okay. All right. I can see that. Yeah. Imagine all the chords I could play if I had six fingers on my left hand. This is true. It might make you much better at playing the guitar. It probably would make it more frustrating on your students, though, who are like, I literally can't make that hand configuration. 
<laughs> Miss Nadia, it's cheating to use all six of your fingers. <laughs> uh, Miss Nadia, I know that you can play three different instruments at once with your three arms, but <laughs> you're still learning how to play one ukulele. Uh, that's great. All right, I like that. It's subtle. Uh, I think it would be it would be well well chosen for your game plan. Game plan. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I would have a good reason, but you couldn't put your finger on it. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Something. Something a little difficult to point to. Um. Let's. No, it wasn't as good as your joke. That was good. I approve. <laughs> I think we're nailing it okay. Yeah. Ah! <laughs> okay. Do you want to do one more question? Sure. Okay, if you could ride an animal, any animal, and it would be the size of a horse, what would it be? Oh. Squirrel. <laughs> a squirrel the size of a horse? Yeah, I think that would rule. Uh, yeah, you'd have to get strapped into the saddle real well so you didn't, like, fall off when you went shooting up a pine tree at 100 miles an hour. But how cool would that be? Just be like, all right, I'm going to just climb aboard my my uh, friendly squirrel mount and then take off <laughs> through the trees to get to work. I don't have to go on the freeway. What would you I'll name your... Just leap from housetop to treetop to treetop to park. From there to... That would be so cool. <laughs> the trees would probably bend under the weight of the giant squirrel, though. It's true. You'd have to, like, figure out which tree you were leaping to pretty carefully. You couldn't land on a little shrubbery or anything. And would this be a normal squirrel or a flying squirrel? Oh, good question. Uh, I had been thinking just a normal squirrel. Uh, but a flying squirrel would be pretty cool. What What would you name your squirrel friend? Oh, um... David. <laughs> David? Yeah, that seems like a good squirrel name, right? It's just... David the Goliath squirrel? <laughs> Ah! Yay! Uh, bravo, bravo. Yes, yes, that's it. Perfect. I will have David the Goliath squirrel. Uh, that's magnificent. Uh, how about you? What would you pick? I think on the, on the opposite side, instead of taking like a small animal and making it big, mm -hmm. if if there was like an elephant the size of a horse. Oh yeah, or like a like an apatosaurus, just gonna ride apatosaurus <laughs> around. Oh, oh man! If if we're going prehistoric, what about a pterodactyl? Oh yeah, yeah, that could be fun. Oh, and I guess I don't even need to choose mammals, so I could ride like a butterfly. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man, you found it. And uh, that would be one. Uh, a uh, wild roller coaster ride, though. Have you ever seen, like, the I don't butterfly? Know. It looks like a three-dimensional child's crayon scribble. Even if it was 
it was big as a horse, which is terrifying. Uh-huh. If it was as big as a horse, I still don't know if it'd be able to be weight bearing. Yeah, I mean, I, we definitely would have to rewrite some significant biology in any of these cases. <laughs> There's there's some serious yeah. problems that I mean, crop up when you make an animal the wrong size. I, I was just thinking of this as like it would behave like itself but bigger. Yeah. Because like realistically, a squirrel the size of a horse would have some serious heat problems because their metabolism is so fast <laughs> that like it would it would oh, no. it would be so hot <laughs> on the inside that it would like uh do damage to itself. Uh, like it would it would be like burning hot because not all the heat could escape. At least according to the uh, <laughs> surprising research I've done on this subject. You would definitely have to like reorder your life around caring for this giant animal. You'd also have to reorder the insides of the animal to make it work. Especially if you have like a butterfly because bugs, their breathing uh, limits how big they can be. Um because they don't have lungs exactly. Um, and so, like, th- if they get too big, they can't breathe anymore, which is why most bugs are around the same size. That's also why there was a period in prehistory where there was way more oxygen in the atmosphere, and bugs got to be really huge, because they could. If, if you were going to have a butterfly the size of a horse, either you would have to change significantly how the butterfly breathes, uh, or you would have to alter, like, the overall amount of oxygen in the atmosphere of Earth, which seems like probably there'd be other problems at that point. Hmm. But I think if we can just hand wave that and say you magically have a, a genetically engineered butterfly the size of a horse that can breathe, then absolutely go for it, because that sounds amazing. Awesome. I was talking with a friend about um, what he would like to ride, and he said he would like to ride a hummingbird. But then we determined that you cannot unleash this inside the house because its wings would be flying so fast it would break everything that it touched. Oh, yeah, definitely. What, another fun one would be a chameleon. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't go very fast, but it would just, like, riding down the street on my chameleon. Yeah. Oh, it ate your car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think the thing that would be especially fun with that is if you could, like, train it to like if you had like a laser pointer and you could train the chameleon to like gra- snag things with its tongue uh, that you pointed your laser pointer at. <laughs> so you're like you're yes. like running down the street and you're just like I need to get the mail pointed at the mailbox from across the street. Wank, like the there's this thirty foot long tongue just snacks out there and grabs it right out of the mailbox, yanks the whole mailbox out of the ground and brings it right to you. Do perfect. <laughs> yes, I like. Yeah, idea. I do. No one would see it yeah. coming. That'd be wonderful. That would be so cool to have. Just like, and and imagine like, uh, like, it would also be useful as like guard dog situation. Because like, no one's gonna mess with somebody that has a a chameleon the size of a horse watching over their house, and no matter where it is, if it's got, like, line of sight on you, even if it's 50 feet away, it's just like, the burglar is now inside of my mouth. I think that'd be great. Good job, guard. I mean, although, on that note, there's very few animals to have as a guard dog that would not be upsetting at horse size. 
like even just a dog that was horse sized be like I would love to be able to <laughs> I don't I I'm not the biggest dog person in the world but imagine being able to just like ride a golden retriever to work <laughs> yeah or imagine like the burglar who breaks into your house and then finds out that you have a pug who's <laughs> a horse <laughs> <laughs> oh my god a pug the size of a horse oh man I mean a great a great Dane is one thing because they're already big yeah. but like what about a chihuahua <laughs> the size of a horse like a man sized poodle <laughs> You you break into the house, you open up the window, and you're like face to face with a poodle that is staring you in the eyes from eye level. <laughs> like, well, I'm just going right back out where I came from. Uh, oh man, that's so good. A dachshund would be pretty good too, because like they have uh, they've got lots of space along their body for you to like put on saddlebags and stuff. Their spine is really fragile, though. That's true. I always thought it would be cool to be able to ride, like, an ankylosaurus around. I've always thought that would be the coolest since I was a little kid. So, having that would be fun. It would be just, like, slightly smaller than a regular ankylosaurus, because they were pretty big. But, yeah. You get to ride that around. Have that as a pet. That would especially be difficult to, like, house, though, because... They'd always be swinging that big, massive club tail around. True. You could put, like, a muzzle on their tail. Yeah. Wrap in bubble wrap. <laughs> yes. Yes. Like, bubble wrap and duct tape around your ankylosaurus tail. Uh, that's very good. I don't think anything comes close to the pug the size of a horse, though. <laughs> Uh, oh man all of these are great these are all golden well uh, that's about it for our time today (laughs) thank you so much for joining me and giving me these beautiful mental images Uh, oh thank you thank you for your questions and your answers and this has been fun it's been a, a great time uh, thank you, audience, for listening, and uh, I hope that you have a lovely rest of your day, and you will hear us another.